How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. And today we're talking about how to know when it's time to make a career change and three common struggles you might experience when making a change. So if you've been considering making a career change, you might be feeling a little more than just a little anxiety. And I get it. Making a career change can certainly feel like you're jumping into the deep end when you only know how to dog paddle. I've been there. Let me share a story. Before making my first major career pivot, I was working in operations management. And I had been doing that work for about four years. And frankly, it was starting to wear on me. It was feeling misaligned with my lifestyle values, especially given the fact that I was running a two-shift operation, which basically forced me to be on call 20-ish hours a day, and it left me pretty drained. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this cannot be what career is all about, and I knew there had to be something better. So I remember this turning point. Our regional director came to visit my facility and we sat down for a one-on-one. And he said to me, so Jen, what's next for your career? I paused and I had no answer for him. And it felt so weird. I just had no idea what would be next for me. So he was really encouraging and just asked me to think about it. It was that question that forced me to evaluate things. So I made a list of what I love and what I didn't love about operations management. I went back through some performance reviews and looked at what I was good at. And then I made a list of things that I looked forward to or that generated my energy. And when I did that, everything led to the people side of the business. I loved hiring and recruiting, training new team members. I always enjoyed implementing career and promotional path opportunities for my team. And I was drawn to helping make the work environment more fun and engaging. This also reminded me of college when I was getting my degree in business. My favorite class 
And one of the only classes I got an A in, frankly, was human resources. And I also interned at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in the mediation department. And one of my favorite pieces of that work was interacting with the company HR representatives. So thinking back and doing this evaluation, it was really fun to connect all those dots together. So suddenly I was really excited. This opened my mind into human resources. And I even remember that song by KT Tunstall, Suddenly I See, This Is What I Want to Be. It was kind of like that was running through my mind. I was so excited. So I set up time with my manager and we had a career discussion. And basically I was told flat out, no, we don't take people from operations into human resources. They told me that I was good at being an operations manager and I should continue down that path. I didn't have the standard HR education. I didn't have the appropriate work experience and I didn't have the right network. So clearly I was super deflated at this point and I was bummed that I wouldn't be able to move into human resources. But instead of taking that as a hard no, I decided to build a plan. And I started with the transferable skills I did have. And one of those was an understanding of our business literally from the ground up. And I knew that I had a leg up on other HR leaders because none of them, frankly, came from within our company. So I used that. Plus, I always had a positive and creative mindset And I had the scrappiness to roll up my sleeves and do whatever it took to get the job done. From there, I figured out that one of the critical experiences our company valued as an HR leader was union experience. So I transitioned into a role within the company as an operations manager leading a union team. So this experience not only allowed me to understand how the business works with a union, but it also provided me the opportunity to partner with HR leaders. So the facility that I was leading as an operations manager was located in our regional office, which is where our HR vice president sat. And she actually ended up becoming my mentor and opened the door for me to have the possibility of moving into a career in human resources. So I built the experiences, I capitalized on my transferable skills, and then built my network. Finally, a junior level HR manager role opened up at a location that was in the middle of nowhere that no one wanted to move to. So I raised my hand and said, give me a chance. And since I now had that operational union experience and an HR mentor who was advocating for me, I was able to interview for the role, which by the way, was a grueling process, even though it was an internal interview process. It was also one of the most memorable experiences in my career. So let me share. So after a day, full day of interviews at our corporate headquarters, I was invited to dinner with our head of HR and just a few of his team members. So it was just me and them. And this was not part of the interview schedule per se for the day. So we sat down to dinner and the head of HR said that he wanted to make a toast. 
And so we all raised our glasses and his toast was to welcome the newest member of the HR team, which was me. And that's how they offered me the role. I will tell you that was the most memorable and exciting experience in my entire career. And so that's how I moved to the middle of nowhere, learned HR from the ground up and took the first step towards changing the rest of my career. Now, I share that story for a couple of reasons. First, making an internal career change can be a fabulous way to gain new experiences and transition into a new job. So you don't always have to look externally to make a role change. And then secondly, building your own personal career development plan with critical experiences and building your network can be a great way to start to ignite the energy to change your career. So now let's get into some different signs that might help you make the decision in terms of whether or not it's time for you to make a career change. So here are 10 signs that it might be time to change your career. Number one is you're bored at work. So being bored out to me can sometimes be worse than being burnt out. So you're just bored. The excitement that you may have felt in the beginning is no longer there and you just feel like you're kind of checking boxes and going through the motions. So that's one sign. Number two is you're no longer learning new skills. By nature, humans genuinely like to learn new skills. And so if you feel like you've learned everything you can learn in your current role or industry, it might be an indication it's time to make a change. Number three, you don't like your coworkers or your colleagues or your clients anymore. They've even maybe potentially have begun to drain your energy. So I feel like friends at work or having people that are like you and that you get along with, that you're part of a team is a huge piece of feeling belonging and feeling part of something bigger. So if you're starting to not really like the people that you're working with, that could be an indication it's time to make a change. Number four is that you're starting to realize your mental or physical health is suffering. This is a big one, and it happened to me a couple different times throughout my career, but paying attention to your physical and mental well-being and noticing if something is off or misaligned is a huge indicator that it might be time to make a change. And it's really important to start noticing these things when they're small before it turns into something big. Number five is that you've stopped caring about your work. And this can be a real downer. So things that maybe you were once really passionate about or you were doing really well in just no longer seem to matter. And again, it's almost like you're on autopilot, just kind of like going through the motions to get through the day. Number six is that you don't have a vision for your next best role within the company you're currently working in. So maybe you don't admire the people or the jobs above you, or maybe you feel like the work you've done within your role or your company or your industry is complete, and you just can't see yourself in any other type of role. And I would just encourage you to really explore this outside of your current function, just like I did. I didn't see myself working in operations management 
but I did see myself at the same organization in a different role. So I think it's important to try to expand your mind beyond your current team or your current function. Number seven, you get a case of the Sunday scaries every week. And this can also be a very common one for folks. So you start to feel that anxiety that is building as the work week starts. Or worse, maybe you start feeling it on Saturday. (laughs) So you're getting the Saturday and Sunday scaries. So having that anxiety and that kind of dread for the work week can be a big indication that something's out of alignment and something needs to change. Number eight, you're feeling stifled in your growth. So you know you can do more, you have the potential to do more, but you're feeling as though there's either lack of opportunity for growth or maybe you're being told no like I was and you're just feeling stifled in your opportunity to grow and develop at your organization. Number nine is that you feel empty or unfulfilled. So it feels as though you have so much more to give, but your job doesn't allow for it. This was a big one for me when I made the pivot into self-employment. I felt like I had all of this information and all of this energy and all this creativity that I wanted to share, but my current role in the corporate environment wasn't the venue for me to do that. So if you're feeling empty or you're feeling unfulfilled, that could be an indicator. And then number 10 is that you're completely drained or exhausted at the end of each day. And maybe you spend your evenings just trying to rest or zoning out or binging on Netflix and you're just trying to to take a break from your reality in order to rest and recover before doing it all over again. So definitely the exhaustion and the, the draining of the energy is a clear indication that something's off and it might be time to make a change. So if any of those 10 reasons sound like your current situation, it might be time to consider making a change and then discovering all of the positive benefits you can experience from making one. And I know that this is tricky and hard to think about how to make a change, and there's a lot of struggles that come along with that. So I wanted to share with you a couple of the common struggles that I hear from career changers. There's a couple patterns that I've noticed with folks. And the first one is a lack of confidence or having a fixed mindset. So a lot of times people come to me and say, Jen, I just don't have the confidence to make a change. And here's what I would say to that. Confidence is a result of action. Contrary to what you may have been told, confidence is not something we're born with. It's the result of making a commitment, taking action, getting good at what you're doing, and building on your experience. So taking action, even when you don't feel confident yet, will kickstart your confidence. And trust me, I experienced a ton of self-doubt when moving into human resources, without that standard education or experience, but I learned, and as I learned, my confidence grew. Another struggle is a big one, fear of failure. 
So fear of failure holds more people back from making a career change than anything else. And it makes sense. Our brains are wired to protect us from hurt. And frankly, failure hurts. So it can be challenging to take a step towards something that may or may not work out in your favor. But as we know, inaction breeds more fear and more doubt and more overthinking and more feeling stuck. And so one way that I've always liked to think about to get over this fear of failure is to reframe it as an experiment. So if you fail, you're simply a scientist and your failure has taught you something new. Because the beautiful thing about failure is that it's entirely up to us how to decide to look at it. So what I would say here is give yourself permission to try, experiment, learn, and eventually that fear will transform into the faith that you can do it. And if you do start to go down a path where things aren't working out as you had hoped, it's okay. You can make a change. You learn from that and then you make a change. And a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves that we're going to fail or that this next career move has to be forever and it's permanent and we're stuck with it, but it it really isn't. It's your next best role and there's going to be a next best role after that. So try giving yourself the permission to experiment and to learn. And then number three, in terms of common struggles people face with career change is unfocused job seeking. So a lot of times people will come to me and they are very unhappy in their current situation. And when we talk about what's next, they just don't know. So they're they're spending their time just kind of spinning their wheels. Just like when my regional director asked me what was next and I had no idea. So taking the time to pause and reflect on what you want from your career will help you move forward with purpose. And then you're going to start running toward something versus running away from something in your career. So before you jump into your resume updates and doom scrolling the big job boards, it's important to get clear on what's next for you. And speaking of getting clear on what's next, in next week's episode, we're going to dive into how to make a proactive, personalized, heart-based career change. So I'm going to walk you through the entire recipe on how to do that. So that's a wrap for today's episode. If you found this helpful, please consider subscribing. And I'd be so grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Talk to you next time. 